Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here with me this week is special host, guest host, Deacon Jeff Drizzt. I am so excited to be here. I know you are, and we're excited to have you. I call you Johnny Awesome because oh, that's you. who you are. Well, and I would assume that you were right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Sometimes assumptions are wrong, but uh, and that one is. <laughs> yeah, there right. you go. There you go. Always, uh, you know. I, 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 so we I, should always be careful with our assumptions. That we? is, that is, and that's what we want to talk about today. It's uh, Victor's out. He's. I assume he's. Doing something else <laughs> something besides stupid. being here because he's not here. I assume here. he's got his priorities upside down. That's right. Now, knowing him, he's probably doing something for the family or work. But thanks for stepping in. And and I do. I want to talk about assumptions. It, you know, a lot of times he shows. This thing uh, about Mary and her glorious assumption. Sure. I think it's Not that one. Not oh. that one. That is a good one. We're going to save that for another day. <laughs> we are going to talk about assumptions of the mind, of the things that that I think every one of us out there that's listened to this could probably say, you know what, I know exactly what they're talking about. This has happened in my life. But really how we let our thoughts run wild sometimes and how Ooh, it can I've, lead. I've been to confession for those that, kind of that's things. Right. Well, not just those, <laughs> but everything. Just assuming the worst of people and ah. the intentions of others being something that they may not be. Um, a lot of times our head can be a dangerous place to be in, right? <laughs> you, you call it a mind palace. Yeah, that, that's Victor's term, man. I mean, he's got a, he's got a you know palatial estate going over there, but but yeah, there's a lot of times I know in my life and here recently a lot, and I don't know if it's just because of COVID and everybody's been separated and, and you know we're not in community the way we are, but a lot of times the 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 way that we're communicating is through text and all these other functions today, and you can really let things become something that they're not you know mm. phrases other people say or yeah texts like you know text I, I made a joke uh when we did your show on on this a while ago about um you know young people teenagers texting and how often you can say mom can you you know do you see what they wrote here can you believe this what did they mean by that and you're like what did they say and next thing you know they're like they said hello can you believe <laughs> they said hello Awful. like those jerks you know and it's just like we allow these things like, what do they mean by that? Well, they, they must have meant this. And we start to assume the worst in people and uh, that their intentions are bad. And I know personally that I have done that quite often in my life where I have let my thoughts get the better of me. I don't, I, I carp, uh, co- try to compartmentalize it, but it keeps coming back and I'm assuming the negative and, and not giving people really that have earned the right in my life to have the benefit of the doubt that a lot of times it's funny. It's like the devil uses these assumptions to strike it like you're the best relationships you have in your life. A lot of times it could be your wife, right? Like your wife says something and next thing you know, you're like, what did she mean by that? You know, and it could have been something in passing, but you're, you're upset about something else. Or maybe it's, it's a comment that strikes a nerve of something that maybe you hadn't been honest with him about that bothers you. And all of a sudden you start to make these assumptions mm. and it drives yeah. that wedge between you and your wife or or maybe it's you know your, your your best guy friend in the world, or a guy in your men's group, and and all of a sudden things. These people who have loved you and helped you and and want the best for you, the devil can get in your head and take thoughts and things that may have transpired in a conversation or a, a text and really twist them and put you on the attack to people that you love in your life and who love you most of the time. Man, that's uh, you know what? Uh, you're sitting there. I'm 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 silent because basically you're holding a mirror up to my eyes and I'm sitting there watching. <laughs> like what you're saying, I'm thinking. Yep, did that, did that, 
Mm, did that oh yeah the whole white thing yep did that did that did that six times more than you because i'm a little older than you and (laughs) it's like and i and i realize um sometimes as i'm sitting there thinking like wow you know there are a lot of times i make assumptions and the big thing about those assumptions is usually Mm -hmm. the majority of times they're not even close to being realistic right right? they're not even they're (laughs) not true and, yeah. and so I understand how there can be miscommunication mm-hmm. and I understand how sometimes at like, like the text you're talking about the young sure. folks, you know, whatever they said, like loved your shoes. And it's like, did they really, did you really love <laughs> the shoes? I mean, I get did that they? all the time, by yeah. the way, you know, right. someone's sending me a text. Well, your shoes me. are yeah. magnificent. I I have nice to shoes. And, uh, and the, and the thing is we read into them and then mm. we, we read attitudes into them that may not, may or may not be there for the most part. They're not there. Right. But we've put them there or the devil has helped us put them there. Sure. And it can be devastating and destructive. And I, I mean, for myself, I just the number of times that I've had conversations on the way to like an awkward meeting mm-hmm. I, that I, or, or, or something that's going to be a challenge. I yeah. know I just know this is going to happen. This I is, know this is right? going to. So yeah. then I play it out of my mind. Uh, party A is going to say this, then I'm going to reply that. Party B is going to say that, then I'm going to reply this. Then they're going to get together and they're going to pounce on me and say this. And I got to make sure that so and so hears. It's like, and I play this whole long movie out in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm a great script writer, <laughs> right? No one would want to come right. to my movie, but 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 I'm a, I'm gonna write this script in my head. And then I get there, and the number of times it has, it's not even close to that. Sure. And I I just I wish I was better at like realizing that ahead of time because I've burnt a lot of brain cells. Yeah, because you actually, you put your thoughts in the voice of people. Like I've actually had in my head, like when I'm envisioning whoever it is I'm thinking about, like these words, my thoughts coming out of their mouth in their voice. And right. Just like any other conversation that we've had. And it, it's so crazy when you stop and you think about it. And especially once you've started to notice it and you can catch it right in the middle of it and you go, man, I'm getting so upset. And none of what I've just thought about has right. actually taken yeah, place. And what's so funny, John, is when you're saying that. I'm sitting there thinking like there are times that when we were younger, like let's say we're uh-huh. in high school and we put our thoughts into somebody else's words. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually in my situation, it would be like some pretty girl who doesn't even know I exist. And I put words in her mouth. And, and as I'm playing this out in my mind, it's like, Jeff, you are so handsome. You're funny. You're a great guy. <laughs> what a heartthrob. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's what I, that, and, and which is far from the truth because it's not, I'm making assumptions. But, but as we get older, those, the, the thoughts we put in there, the, the, the assumptions that we make mm-hmm. are more, more destructive. They are. Because most of the time, like, I mean, we, you know, I always like to look up what people say about the topics, you know, people who are smarter than me. And definitely this guy was smarter than me, Albert <laughs> Einstein. He said, assumptions are made and most assumptions are wrong. And that's such a true statement because you can, I can, I know I can, can look back over so many times in my life where I've thought this is going to happen. I know it. And this is the way it's going to play out. Just like you talked about going to that meeting and then finding out like none of that happened. And none of, that was not any of the desire of the people that I was thinking about, that they only willed the good for me in my life. And for whatever reason, it, it's like the devil's just sitting there on on uh, just waiting, right? Like just sitting there right. ready to pounce on this and go, yep, yep, they probably think this, they probably think that. He goes to poking and stirring the pot. And, and he wants us to destroy the relationships we have in our life. I don't know where I heard it, but I, I didn't invent it. But it's sure. like there's, a, there's an old saying, something like, you know, that ignorance is the devil's playground. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, 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 he's always in all that misinformation. Yeah. You know, he's at the heart of all fake news. He, he, I mean, I don't think he has a political ally sure. or side, right? And <laughs> right. I don't, I'm not even taking any sides when I say the, the term fake news. But the thing mm-hmm. is, there's a lot, there are a lot of like 
fake stuff out there. And and the reality is the devil's in the middle of all that. Sure. Sowing seeds Stirring of dissension, right? Just yeah. uh, trying to destroy relationships. But it's so easy when we become complicit. We actually self-destruct. Yeah. It's like you it's like you're punching yourself in the face, right? Yeah. You're sitting there and you're hitting yourself and he's back there laughing at it. You know, going, look at this. Like I just all I had to do was show them their tail and they've just been chasing it for hours. Just mm. like a dog, you know, yeah. and, and I haven't had to do anything. And so we have to start taking those thoughts captive because to your point, like the devil wants to do that to divide us all. Like he doesn't like seeing a bunch of men get together in a men's group. He doesn't like seeing, you know, a women's prayer group or a church that is coming together as a parish to really. AKA the body of Christ. Right. The body of Christ. <laughs> he hates, he hates that. that. Like God <laughs> wants community. The devil wants isolation. And so he gets in our head to start spinning all of these things so that we pull back from other people. We start to slowly destroy the relationships that have been built on, you know, people that we're walking with that want to walk towards holiness and virtue Mm -hmm. with us. And the devil doesn't want that. He wants to divide every bit of that. So he's sitting there egging you on. And a lot of times we give into these things. And I wish I can, looking back, I wish I had the time in my life back you know, in chunks that I have spent making myself almost sick over thinking that I can't believe somebody thinks about me this way. I can't believe, you know what, next time I see them, I'm going to let them have it. And they've done nothing wrong. They've done nothing wrong. It's something that I have put in my own thoughts and I'm building up this huge, you know, climactic, you know, meeting where I'm going to tell somebody off. And in fact, it never happened. I thought you were going to say that you wanted all the time back that you'd spent watching Dukes of Hazzard. No. That's no. what I thought you were going to say. No way. I want more time to do that. What are you kidding me? Stuff jumping over things, good looking women, and, you know, uh, we're getting way off. The I'm get myself in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's okay. right. But uh, no, I, I, that is something. That's a good pastime I love so to that have there. So <laughs> that, that destruction stuff, I mean, you know a little about that, about sure, self destruction. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know that. And all of us have like times where there's been that self-destruction. Mm-hmm. And what's so interesting is that it starts off so innocently, like whether it's just not like a little fantasy in our mm-hmm. mind about what we think is going to happen. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with thinking ahead to be prepared for mm-hmm. different contingencies. So like in the business world or whatever, it's like, what could go wrong? That will actually help you. Sure. The problem is I think most of us have this sort of sinful inclination like instantly to think that we're always right, that we're always going to do the, mm-hmm. the best thing, the right the thing, thing. And yeah. then everyone else is actually out to beat us, to, to take stuff away from us. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, to think in terms of, uh, you know, people that would think that like, you know, that's my competition. Sure. He's, that makes them, that person, my enemy. Yeah. And that's what something I wanted to bring up too. It was like a biblical reference. There would be, you know, King Saul and David, there was that period where, you know, David had killed Goliath and he'd been out and had successful victories for, for Saul. And, and, you know, that he comes parading back into town and there's all the dancing women and the songs and all those things. And, and they start to say, you know, Dave, Saul has killed thousands. And, and I think you've got the Bible. Over there. Yeah, here it, it is. This is a chapter 18 of first Samuel and mm-hmm. it's a, like verse seven and the women played and sang. I love these lyrics, by yeah. the way, this is really, really insightful <laughs> right. lyrics. A Saul has slain his thousands but David, his ten thousands, right. <laughs> like built into those lyrics yeah. are a slam. A it's diss. almost like the devil stole the music sheet. It was like, <laughs> let me fix this real quick, you know. And then next thing you know, you got a king that's chasing right. like his one of his most loyal servants around the country, trying to kill him because, because he thinks he's going to be an enemy. Right? And he starts like 
And, and I guess it starts with uh, maybe jealousy. Yeah, it's rooted in that for sure. Like where he did, and that's the thing we see a lot in the world. Like people get power nowadays, and and they're afraid they're going to take it. You know, you're when you're the guy that's the best basketball player or the best football player, and you, you know nature starts to take its course. You start getting an age, and you can't do the things you used to. And there's the next up and comer. There's always that sort of like, right. no, this is still mine. And and uh, and you see that in the corporate world and everything else too. And that's what corrupts about power because, I mean, essentially power belongs to no one but the Lord, right? It's God's. (laughs) All power is his. And the thing is, when we, I mean, power becomes uh, corrupting in our lives because Mm -hmm. we, we can't own it. So naturally we have to protect it. It's like a little stash of gold. Sure. And, and we don't want anybody else to have it. So you got to hold on to your power. Right. I mean, so when you have power or, or what your perception of power is, then you've got to protect yourself from all those who would want your power. Right. So naturally you distrust everyone. Yep. And you start to destroy those relationships. Like, you know, King Saul was actually chasing David around and was trying to kill him. And David was hiding out in caves on the countryside. We all know the story. Or if you hadn't, you can read it all in in 1 Samuel, like Deacon Jeff said. But like basically the gist of it is he's chasing David around, trying to kill him. He's trying to say, you know what? I've assumed he wants my power. I assume he wants my throne. I assume he's going to take it. I'm going to lose everything. So I'm going to beat him to the punch and I'm going to go kill him before he ever gets any more popular and he ever gets the status or, or even is able to suade my own troops maybe to, right. to turn against me. So he goes out there and he goes into the cave and, you know, quite frankly in the Bible, it says he had to go to the bathroom, right? He, there were, like you said earlier, ease when we were talking, yeah, ease, ease nature. nature. Yeah, I didn't know. I guess it means water the flowers or something. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, but. no, you have to ease nature. <laughs> but anyway, he's in the cave and he's going to the restroom. And little does he know that David and David's loyalists, you know, his, his friends and the people that are with him are in the cave. And David sneaks up behind Saul and could have taken his life right then and there. But right. instead, he cuts a piece of his Says mantle, his clothes. He's yeah. stealthily right. cut. Which is amazing, like that he could sneak up behind somebody and do that. But he gets that piece, and then later on, when he goes back to Saul, he shows it to him. He's like, "I could have killed you, and I didn't." And and it's it's Saul must have had this realization where he's like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, talk about being completely wrong. I mean, this guy was right there where he could have taken my life ten times over, and he didn't. And not only that, but David bows to him and says, "Like, I don't want to kill you. You're the Lord's the Lord's anointed, anointed. right? You've been anointed king. Who am I to take your anointing away?" Now, who knows if David didn't want to kill him because it wasn't the right thing to do, or if he was just afraid of the um, per se, you know, um, vindication of the Lord if he killed his anointed one. That's not for us to decide, but. The bottom line is Saul was proven so wrong in his assumptions, the way a lot of us are, is that we let these these mind games play out. And, and I imagine Saul's uh, all all along that journey, he's 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 playing out words that David would supposedly say oh, about yeah. Saul. It's, it's sitting there and it's the devil, right? He's fuel, fueling that fire. Yeah. You know, every time that you have a devil, well, maybe David isn't that bad of a guy. I mean, he did kill Goliath, you know, and all of a sudden the devil's like, nope, he wants your power. That's right. He wants to kill you. He wants everything you've got. If you don't take care of this, you're going to be the one that's on the wrong end of the sword. And and while today, in today's world, we don't, I guess some of us go around murdering people, but it's not what most people do when we're right. angry. Instead, we murder our relationships. Right, those are the things that fall in front of us. Is we just destroy these things, and and the crazy thing is, sometimes it can even be our relationship with God. You know, we make assumptions about God for a long time in my life, whether I want to admit it or not. You know, I like to say that a lot of times, and this is true, but that I, I hated God because He took my mother away. You know, in my opinion, right. and those things. But the truth is, I was making a lot of assumptions that God didn't want me, and because He didn't want me, I was not going to want Him. 
you know, assuming that because of my mistakes, my drug abuse, the way I'd, you know, treated my wife and the, verbally and, and just the relationships that had deteriorated in my life, that there was no way that God would ever want somebody like me. You know, you're, you're not worth it. You're not worthy. He wouldn't even, you, you know, Jesus died for everybody else but you, right. you know, all those type things. And, and so we can assume that even God doesn't love us, right? And we can play that out in our mind and just say, well, you know what? You don't want anything to do with me. I don't want anything to do even with you. Even if you're not doing it in anger, it's yeah. easy for you to go like, he couldn't even, he couldn't possibly right. love me. I don't deserve his because love. Because of your brokenness, right. yeah. Yeah, and you can sit there and say that and just really let yourself get to some low places. I know I've been there. But, I mean, even in our prayer life, you know, a lot of times we can pray and we can want something so so fervently. Like I remember praying, just to go back to my mother, praying fervently for God to, hey, I know I haven't been the best person, but save her life, you know, yeah. take me. All those all those things that you, you know, that you wind up saying when somebody you love is facing, you know, death. And, and um, and I can remember thinking like, okay, well, God, God doesn't love me because he's not answering my prayers, right? Like I didn't get what I wanted. So God doesn't obviously love me. I'm not high on his list of priorities. He, he doesn't care about me. And it's a dangerous place because like, that's ultimately what the devil wants you to do. Like that is the relationship that he wants to shatter. I mean, yeah, he wants to take you apart from your men's that your, your, your men in your men's group or the ladies you're walking with, or even your spouse or things like that. But the ultimate thing he wants to do is drive a wedge through that relationship with God to where you turn your back on him and essentially you become the devils. So John, this is your podcast and I freely admit that. Sure. <laughs> and, and you know, uh, normally I wouldn't be asking the questions here, but we are like a little over 17 minutes into this sure. and basically you've held a mirror up to my eyes the entire time <laughs> and say, you know, Deacon Jeff, you are a miserable wretch. I sure. don't use those exact words, right. but I, but I see myself in so many of these situations sure. where I've done that. And so please help me in these last like seven or eight minutes, help me figure out like, well, what am I supposed to do? I don't I know. Mean, that's your problem. You gotta figure it out. <laughs> You're just your here mirror. to point out the problems. <laughs> I'm gonna break the mirror. I don't okay? have to fix anything. I just talk about bad stuff. I just have to point it out. <laughs> that's right. No, uh, it's fun to point out mistakes and other flaws of other people, you know. But no, seriously, like you know, you and I talked about this before the show, and and you said it beautifully. You said you've got to start like figuring out the facts. And, and what's really yeah, what's true. what's real. What's real, because we, we go down these fairy tales. I mean, we're basically writing our own fairy tale stories through these thoughts and, and putting our thoughts in other people, including God's you know presence, the way we think about what mm-hmm. he might feel and think about us. So what we have to do is start really learning to stop and, and realizing what's happening. You know, the, the thing of, that, you know, I think the definition of crazy is defined as, you know, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Right. And it's the same thing with this. Like, we have to start realizing when we've damaged things and we've lost things, we have to learn from that, right? We can't just lament over the loss. We have to go like, how do I make sure in my life I don't ever do this again? So we have to be aware of this behavior and how, okay, I know that like this may not be true. As soon as this starts, as soon as you start to feel that that ire, that anger, that whatever it is, sort of rise up, you know, within you. When a text comes across that you may have read wrong, or you're assuming that somebody said something, you go, "Well, did they mean that? Did they mean this?" Assuming always that they mean the best, right? And, and until proven otherwise, assume that, you know. And if there's a if there is a problem or something that you you're really concerned about, then go to that person. Because if it's somebody in your life that you have a great relationship with, you should be able to go and say, hey, look, you said this. I didn't, I don't know what to think of it, you know, honestly, and I don't want to think bad of you, but can you please, you know, tell me what you meant by this? And if they tell you something that makes you feel like the biggest, you know, 
moron in the world, then be be humble enough to admit, man, I'm sorry. Just like, own the moronity. Right. Yeah. Just say, look, I sometimes I'll let things go crazy in my head. So but but the fact is like we have to stop it. You know, Saint Paul tells us we have to take every thought captive and enslave it to Christ. And this is what he means is like, look, he, it's almost like he's putting on a billboard, warning, warning, if you don't control your thoughts, if you aren't in control of who you are and what you think and how you feel, then the devil is going to, you're giving him free license right. to do all this. So therefore, we have to take these thoughts captive and say, like, no, what has the Lord called me to? He's called me to love my neighbor. He's called me to 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 uh, treat people like I want to be treated. And so it's that call back from Paul to say, like, this is where you have to live the Christian life. This is where the rubber re- meets the road. Not this just, hey, this is something nice to say whenever it's, it has to do with someone else. Right. But apply it to yourself and truly try to live it in your life. So all, so far, all the things you've said are basically impossible to do. So yeah. it's, it's like, let's, let's, in the program here, we're going to end a little That's early right. because like, we have this hopelessness. Yeah, go crack a beer. It's all no, over. No, you know? those, are, those are valid, valid, valid points. I, there's one thing I would, I would add sure. that, I, that I think that has helped me personally mm-hmm. in those kind of situations because I have, I have truly recognized recognize this several times mm-hmm. especially uh when i'm especially going to that awkward conversation mm-hmm. or that troublesome situation that i know is coming uh when i see something play out differently than my little mind palace mm-hmm. had played it sure. out than my fantasy that was dead wrong uh, i i really do try to stop and say hey by the way I just want to let you know i had you wrong yeah, and and I want you to know that. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that where I think that's been actually very powerful is not just because they go like, "Well, you're a you're a good person for saying that. Thank you for saying that." It's because they also had me wrong, mm-hmm. right? They were doing the same thing, the same thing that I was doing on the way to that conversation. They were probably doing, yeah, and having a conversation. And I'm going to be the biggest jerk, and they're going to be the biggest jerk. So we have these two fantasy jerks battling it out sure. on the way to that meeting. And the reality is, if if I get there, find out that that, that they that, that it didn't play out the way that I thought it was going to, and then I say that, they might go, you know, I was wondering if we were going to have a little trouble. Sure. But, but we didn't. And so thank you for that. And it ends up like building the relationship sure. and make it, making it stronger. So the opposite of destruction, mm-hmm. it builds it up. And that devil, again, the devil hates that. Right. And it's the route of humility. I mean, that's ultimately you can. I'm not going to say that things, I'm humble. That's a, no, you know, no, but it wouldn't there. be humble of you. <laughs> But no, I'm the humblest guy in the it, room. It does play into the, no, you're not. I'm here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, it plays into the battle of pride and humility. I mean, that's exactly what you're talking about because so often we get in this place where we don't want to admit we're wrong, where we don't want to give up that thing and say like, look, you should, you know, I've been in conversations where I'm almost waiting for the other person to apologize to me right. and say like, okay, at some point you're saying all these nice things, but when are you going to tell me you were wrong? And yeah. whenever we go I'm in, waiting for your apology, right? And whenever we we take that sort of um, route, we're not going to ever build the relationships. It's it's again the call to Christ, I and mean, He says the last shall be first, the first shall be last. It's a call for us to be the first one to extend that hand, right? To say like, look, I'm sorry, and 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 to really say that I have to be more in control of my own thoughts and of my own behavior. Um, and when you can do that. Anytime you, you get a lesson in humility from the Lord and you actually learn it, you grow in relationship with him. It's almost yeah. like you, you know, and we just had this Eucharistic conference last week and we both spoke on. And the one thing about the Eucharist is that humility, right? The Lord says, like he makes himself small for us. And it's an example for all of us that we have to make ourselves small in all our relationships. And in this in this particular thing here, we always have to remember that our assumptions 
like Albert Einstein said, are most of the time wrong. You keep bringing him up. I do. I'm a fan of his. And your hair's sticking out a little funny today. I know. So I go through two phases. Like the first phase I go through is the Bernie Sanders Sanders phase. (laughs) And then when I get to the Albert Einstein phase, I have to get a haircut. Sure, sure. That's right. But no, he's a smart man. It's a smart smart statement. So I know a lot of people out there are are, are struggling with this. This has been one of those shows where when I was praying about it, like the Lord, it's almost like the Holy Spirit sends a shockwave through, you know, hairs on your arm standing up and go you know what i can't be the only one struggling with this there's probably other people out there so you know as we've done this show you know deacon jeff i thank you for being on here and i know that it's probably gonna really resonate with a lot of people so um the last at least thing it I, did with me yeah sure and if it did with you and me i mean that's that's a hundred percent uh you know of our listenership converters awesome. here yes yeah, so that's right <laughs> now that was a low blow but uh but anyway you know, I just want to thank you for being here. Also, I want to direct people to Just a Guy in the Pew. That's our website, www.justaguyinthepew. You can also send an email to Just a Guy in the Pew uh, at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all the other ones. I don't know what they are, but we have them. Yeah. Um, just, just like and follow us there because we've got the reflections out there. We're actually in the process of uh, putting out a new website. We're working through all of that, so that's going to be up soon. Um, and... Also, one other thing, uh, just keep your eyes open for something that Deacon Jeff and I are working on together. We, we enjoy doing things together. I've been on his show some. He's been on, obviously, this one some. And we've got an idea out there that's going to make it a little messy. It's going to get gonna be, messy. <laughs> but, but it's, it's, but it's definitely going to be Catholic. That's, that's right. <laughs> so we'll, we know how to clean up this Catholic mess. You know, Je- Deacon Jeff's been trained in that. That's so. exactly right. Well, I, I make them. So it's like that's you right. make your bed, you have to sleep in it. That's right. So we've got that coming up. We'll let you guys know more about that as it comes out. Um, but yeah, as always, thank you for sh- your support. Uh, send us some emails. I love to hear from you, especially those from around the world that, that, uh, like, like, uh, Matea from the VCC conferences that's over in Slovenia, listening to these and he's been so kind. So, you know, and if you have some topics out there, you want to hear, please share them. We'd love to uh, take a look at them and see if we, we could do those here. Awesome. But well, I was glad to be here. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, it always is. And, uh, you know, I, w- I won't say that I'm glad when Victor's not here, but I'm glad you're here to step in when he's not. But and the food's not as good as the Catholic cafe. That's I'll right. Say that. <laughs> that's right. And at some point, Can't hopefully, eat in church. <laughs> hopefully he gets that like West wing on the mind palace built so he can get back to work, you know, Amen. and he's put a lot of time in there, but Anyway, as we go here in a second to close out in prayer, just seriously, folks, for all you out there that are struggling with this, and I know it's very easy to get lost in our mind and our head game, um, just remember that we always need to err to the side of what Christ would, which is always love and to be charitable and to always wish and think the best of other people and assume that uh, what people want for you is your best and your good. So as we close out here, just keep that in mind. I know it's a struggle. I, I struggle in the head game all the time. So it's something that we're called to work on and to keep doing in our lives. So Deacon Jeff, why don't we go ahead and uh, take all of this and what we talked about here today to the Lord in prayer. Let's do it. All right. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, assumptions can destroy relationships and cause problems in our lives very quickly. It opens up the front door of our minds to the attack of the evil one. Help us to always be charitable in our thoughts. And Father, whenever our thoughts begin to turn and run wild, remind us to make them captive to you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.